One of the most common phrases that you hear during an argument is very simply, that's not fair. You hear it often, especially from, from kids. When kids are arguing, normally one of them is yelling, that's not fair to one of them. That there's some injustice or some unfairness that has happened, and so there's naturally an argument, and they're appealing to your sense of fairness. And yeah, you can even hear this from little toddlers as well. Human beings have an innate sense of right and wrong. We know this. We're born with this. There's studies from child psychologists who are able to figure out you know, that kids can have an, an elementary idea of right and wrong even at the youngest age. And we're also sort of born with an innate sense of fairness and a sense of justice. We can have in our minds what is a just reward or a just punishment for either good or bad behavior, respectively. Justice, it's a, it's a virtue for us as Catholics, justice simply means giving someone what is owed to them. Nothing more and nothing less. And again, we have this innate sense of right and wrong and basic ideas of knowing what constitutes good behavior and bad behavior and know what people deserve for good behavior and bad behavior. This innate sense of justice is addressed in our readings today, but not in a way that we might expect. We hear it specifically in our first reading and in our gospel. And we see examples of people not giving someone what is owed to them. It's not because they're unjust, but because they are merciful. So let's dive into our first reading. It comes to us from the first book of Samuel. And the context for this story is actually quite unique. Uh, David, as we know, is very popular among the people after killing Goliath. And many people want him to be king. And so they rally around David. Well, the, initial, the, the current king, Saul, doesn't really like that all that much. And so he gets an army together and tries to kill David. And they basically play a game of cat and mouse for a long period of time of Saul trying to kill David, this man who is usurping a lot of power among the people. And we get to this story in this first reading where it's nightfall, and David and one of his assistants comes upon Saul's camp. And he sees them all in this very deep slumber. And he goes up to Saul, you can see that he's sleeping, and his assistant says, look, there's his spear right there in the ground. You can kill him. You can finish all of this. This is, the, this is the moment that you have been waiting for. This is the person who has been oppressing you. This is the person who can, you know, if you kill this person, you can be king. You can have it all. This is, you know, this, it, it's out of a sense of justice. This man is trying to kill you. Therefore, you know, it's a period of war. You can kill him now. This is the moment. But what does David do? He simply just takes the spear and Saul's jug and walks away. And our reading doesn't recount this because it takes place immediately after this first reading concludes. But David goes to the other side of the valley and calls out to Saul. And he says, Saul, where is your spear? And he gets up and he realizes it's not there. And he sees David across that valley holding his spear. And in that moment, Saul realizes that David could have killed him very easily with just one, one throw of his spear. He had him in his grasp, and he had every right to kill him. But David didn't. 
And Saul sees this and he's overcome. And he basically has mercy on David and tells him to go home, pledging to no longer kill him, apologizing to David. David's act of mercy in that moment accomplishes a great deal. It softened Saul's hardened heart. David could have killed him. He had every right to. It would have been, ironically, a just thing to do. After all, it was a time of war. But David showed respect for Saul, even when justice could have allowed him to kill Saul. And this is Christ's same message in our gospel that we heard. To turn the other cheek, to love our enemies, to even lend money to those who have no way of paying it back to us. Christ is introducing here a new logic, different than the one that we might be born with, that innate sense of justice and fairness. He introduces the logic of mercy. To not just give someone what is owed to them, but to give them even more. And especially to give them kindness and charity when they do not deserve it. Again, this isn't natural to us. It's hard for us to be merciful sometimes. Again, we're the creatures who at you know, age three would say, that's not fair. We are creatures of justice. You know, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But Christ is showing us here that animosity is earthly. But forgiveness is heavenly. It is spiritual. Christ is calling us to rise above our earthly inclinations, to rise above justice and embrace a heavenly logic of mercy. Because when we do not forgive, when we are not merciful, we, as our second reading says, we bear the image of the first man, Adam. We're earthly. But we are called in our hearts to bear the image of the man from heaven to embrace his logic of mercy over the natural and earthly logic of justice. Christ calls us to rise above that and embrace mercy. Mercy is not earthly. It comes from God. God who goes beyond the logic of this earth, beyond the logic of our humanity. And if you think about it, our Lord has been merciful to us. We can think of so many moments where we, ha we don't deserve mercy. I mean, heck, I just heard confessions for an hour before Mass today. There are so many times in our lives where we think, man, I, I did not deserve that. But that person was merciful to me anyway. And when that happens, we know that mercy begets more mercy. We want to show mercy to others. Just as David showed mercy to Saul, Saul in turn wanted to show mercy to David. Mercy softens otherwise hardened hearts because there is love there when it is not deserved. God is calling us to append the internal logic of justice that we were born with and to elevate it. And it's a, so much greater to love someone out of a desire to do so rather than just obligation. It's greater to be merciful than to be merely just. So yeah, we might say, yeah, it's not fair. Of course. That's the idea. We have to ask ourselves, who in our lives do we need to show mercy? And that often means taking the first step of forgiveness. And that's hard. And again, it's not fair. But that's the idea. To be the one like David, 
to make that first decision to show kindness. Because it is when we are merciful that we most bear Christ about us, when we more closely conform ourselves to him. Let us pray at this Mass that we can show mercy to others, to our families, to our friends, and even those who we think deserve it the least, so that we may be merciful, just as our Heavenly Father is merciful to us.